Maybe you're feeling a little stuck launching that podcast, a little bit of fear, a little bit of intimidation to get this whole thing going. I, look, I totally understand doing a podcast while it's great, beneficial, rewarding, and it can actually help increase awareness, bottom line of your business and brand. It's a pretty tall mountain to climb if you're just starting. And today's episode is my response to a Castos customer who signed up at castos.com, got his 14-day trial ready, started putting all the building blocks together for getting the podcast ready to go, and then he sort of froze. That publishing button, that upload button was pretty insurmountable for him, and he reached out to us for some help. He said, look, I, I think I might have picked the wrong name. If I need to change the name, how is this going to affect the success of my podcast. I want to do an interview show, but I don't have a podcast going, so how will people want to be on my interview show? So this episode today is my recording that I sent him. I did a Loom video in response to help him out and give him some feedback on how I would approach launching a podcast today. He will remain completely anonymous, uh, and uh, his show will remain anonymous, but it's just my response to breaking the fear, kicking that fear to the curb, if you will, uh, which so many of us face when creating something, not just a podcast, but a blog post, a business, a YouTube video, right? This stuff, this creation process uh, can have a lot of fear and intimidation in it. So hopefully my response helps him and it helps you. Let's talk about the podcast greater though, because if you are stuck and you have a little bit of fear, Go to castos.com slash podcast greater. You take this little survey. Uh, we give you some results based on where you're at in your podcasting journey. But the huge benefit here, the huge value is a few things. Number one, I deliver you a private podcast using Castos, uh, which is five audio lessons for creating a great interview podcast. Also, the results of that uh, podcast greater is you'll be able to download some templates for people to interview you. You can download a whole checklist of running your podcast episodes. So you can repeat these blueprint checklists. You can copy paste them. You can use something called ClickUp. You can use Notion. You can use Google Docs. And we have all of that stuff prepared for you at castos.com slash podcast greater. Go there, check it out and get all those great resources. Okay. We're going to dive into my response to today's, uh, well, I'll call it listener question on getting the success out of Castos. And we're going to pick it up right when I start telling uh, him about how to approach an interview show. He wants to do an entrepreneurial-based podcast and interview his peers in his, in his market. So that's where we're going to pick it up from. And like I said, uh, all of this stuff will be anonymous. I'm going to remove anything in there that indicates who he is or where his show is at. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. If you're familiar with startups, let's take this from a super high-level marketing, branding uh, approach. Eric Reese's lean startup, the minimal viable product, getting something out there and working on it sort of uh, in public, uh, even when it's not finished. It's a first iteration of a business or a product or an idea, and you're really just testing these things out. They're experiments, really. And you can do the same thing you know, with your podcast. That's exactly how my podcast started uh, and how I ended up at this job eight years later, right? It was this, this culmination, this path, this journey that podcasting takes you on. And, uh, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, as you probably know, being in maybe the startup and entrepreneurial world, and it might not feel right. And it feels a little uh, maybe 
uh, unorthodox or unorganized, or you feel like you're exposing yourself by not having something completely refined. And I totally get it. Uh, but the worst thing you can do is hold yourself back because it's not pixel perfect. And I think, especially in startups, look, if you're a startup founder or you're interviewing other startup founders, entrepreneurs, people in the space, they just want to talk. Right? They want to get their idea out. And most importantly, they want to get a little bit of exposure. So your question is, well, maybe I should do 10 solo segments before I even reach out. Well, maybe. Depends on the context or the space that you're going after. Really depends on who maybe you're interviewing. Uh, but it's a lot of work. Like 10 solo episodes, that's a lot of weight to put on your shoulders to, to try to accomplish uh, to reach out to others. One or two shows, fine. Uh, reach out to these guests and say, hey, I'm just starting a podcast. Yeah, you're going to be on the early days, but this is, you know, you're the first people on this train, right? You're, you, I'm going to be promoting this. I'm going to put all my blood, sweat, and tears into this podcast, uh, and I'm going to promote it as much as I can. So you're going to be the first in line to get that exposure. So I don't think you really need to sell the fact that you, you know what you're talking about and you're really great by having to produce 10 solo episodes because I think people are going to be eager to be on a podcast regardless, especially if your podcast is very unique, which is what's really going to help the success of the show and it's going to help you really push on uh, amongst a, a crowded space. Let's be honest. My personal podcast is in the entrepreneurship space as well, though it has a, a specific niche with, uh, with WordPress specifically. But you have to find something, even in that case, to stand out. Um, starting with no name, look, here's one great thing about using Castos, uh, is if I hop over to the Castos website really quick, we have a private podcasting feature where people can subscribe to your private podcast feed, either just they can, you can send them a link and they can subscribe to it, or you can have them subscribe to it via email. And you don't even need to publish it to iTunes, Spotify, Google. So if you're really afraid to put it out into the world, you can always go that route. You go private and experiment and find a collection of people that you're just single handedly targeting or just promoting on your own website to come subscribe. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is not worry about changing the name, not worry too much about that name just yet, because the real work in podcasting is creating the story, creating great content, and having a good cadence. In other words, keeping it going, keeping it going. You're learning every episode. You're pushing it out there. So I, I, I don't worry too much about the naming convention, at least from my opinion. I see now I'm hesitant to build a dedicated site for the podcast. I understand it's better to do so. Yeah. I mean, creating a dedicated website for a podcast is definitely a leg up. Uh, having a good call to action on your website to subscribe to the site or subscribe to the podcast, get on an email list, all very valuable things, but they take a lot of work. They take a lot of critical thinking. So yeah, you don't have to do it. The, with Castos, you can get a basic landing page. Uh, right inside your Castos website to have a web page for your podcast. And just use that Castos link for now. Don't even worry about building out the entire website. Focus on the stuff that really matters with the podcast in the beginning, building that confidence, building the repetition. I'm going to let you listen to one episode here. 
um, if you go, sorry, if you go to casos.com slash blog. So if you just go to resources blog, I want you to check out this interview that I did for the unusual tea party. And uh, Teresa, whom I interviewed on the show, she talks about the value of that podcast. She was in the same boat as you. I mean, here's somebody who's a handwriting analyst starting a podcast. Uh, how many of those have you ever <laughs> heard of before? And she's finding success and she's finding customers with her business and she didn't wait. And she'll talk about it in this episode about the value of that. So I implore you to check out that episode as well. And last but not least, uh, go to castos.com slash podcast greater. Uh, take this quick little survey. And what it's going to do is drop, drop you off to uh, a whole set of tools on running an interview. So I'll give you the, the glimpse of it right here. You're going to get access to this checklist, which goes through everything you should consider when doing an interview podcast. So there's a lot of work to be done. Take what you will from this lesson. Um, there's also a private podcast you can listen to about running a interview show. A lot of resources here. And I personally will be working on more resources here at Castos, uh, you know, for all of the things of making your podcast a success. I hope today's video is useful to you. Let me know. Send me an email back. It's mattatcastos.com. Uh, I hope this info works. Let me know. Thanks for being a Castos customer. We really hope you stay connected with us. Thanks a lot. So I hope our customer gets some value out of my response and really stays connected with doing a podcast. It's obviously one of the greatest things you can do for your brand, your business, or your content marketing efforts. If you have a question, you're stuck with podcasting, something you want me, uh, Matt, your favorite co-host of the audience podcast, or Craig, when he hosts the next episode, answer, send me an email, matt at castos.com. I'll try to answer those All questions right, for, for you on the next we'll episode. See you in the next episode.